When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, how about hour number two on a Tuesday? Sorry, we're jumping in a little late here in hour number two. We're talking about that Michael Irvin story and update. I can't find any actual charges. I think they're accusations against Michael Irvin and the hotel and Michael Irvin's side. They are going back and forth about what they believe happened. Uh, and a couple days ago, there was a sequence of events that the uh, hotel side came out. It's just, in terms of... It doesn't, to me, match up with some of what you see in the video, but uh, we will uh, we'll continue to see how that story plays out. Michael Irvin and some of the things in the past are, I think, kind of affecting the way people are thinking of this story. But we'll see if uh, you know if ultimately Michael Irvin gets the justice he wants or does this woman believe she deserves uh, justice on her side of it and uh, we'll see where that happens I don't believe there are any formal charges that have been filed though uh, we are also getting a lot of good uh, text in on the Specs text line 337-3776 our man Chris Bennett reminding us it was Trey Wingo that tweeted out the Rodgers thing yesterday that's what I was thinking of Wingo Trey Wingo okay, that's a big time name he, he tweeted something off of another reporter's uh, work I believe and that's what Garrett Wilson saw so it wasn't like Garrett Wilson was seeing this from a random person he thought it was legit uh as of right now it is not technically uh is not technically the case so we talked about uh, all those stories a lot of NFL stuff going on Aaron Rodgers not officially to New York yet but it feels like it might be headed that way and maybe the Jets are looking at some of those uh receivers that he's uh, been with in Green Bay. Cowboys did re-sign Donovan Wilson. I'm Chad Hastings, Isaiah Collier alongside. Everybody excited about the brackets. And uh, again, you can go to hornfm.com, get in on our bracket contest. And AV Consultations TV is your prize once again. So get uh, all that signed up for. Plus, you'll have the bragging rights if you pick better than me or Zay or Aaron Hogan or whoever it is on our staff, which usually you will. I don't remember anybody on the Horn staff actually doing super well on this since maybe Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn was usually pretty good at a bracket. Right. One year I remember him getting three of the four Final Four teams right. Nice. On a bracket. Yeah. So, uh, but since then, I don't recall uh, anybody ever really getting close. But uh, who knows? Maybe it happens this year. So check that out. We've been talking about some of Zay's bracket tips today. He does not like Kansas to go very far in this bracket. Um, so you got them going out in the second round. Maybe. May- I might change my mind tomorrow. Might? Okay. They right. come out and say Kevin McCullough looks good. Bill Self's fine. Uh-huh. Who knows? Then we might check in on that. But... Out of the eight one and two seeds from Houston to the Horns, UCLA, um, excuse me, Kansas, yeah. Purdue, Marquette, Arizona, Bama, one of those teams ain't gonna make it 
to the Sweet 16. I'm trying to figure out which one it's going to be. That's the hardest part, one of the hardest things about this tournament because you just go off statistics and what's happened in previous tournaments. But You're saying hey, one of those eight. One of those eight. Won't win two games. Right. Okay. All right. It's hard to get all eight one and two seeds into the Sweet 16s, but I don't know who I'll be, though. I don't think it'll be the Horns. I think the Horns will advance to the Sweet 16. Okay. You just never know. So that was the other question, I guess, that that I had for you at some point. Right now, you've got Texas at least to the Sweet 16? Yes. Any further? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right now, it's looking like a Final Four team for me, okay. Texas. Okay. All right. Got Xavier's tough. Yeah, that seems like it would be a Sweet 16 matchup. Indiana scares me a little bit. They, they do. With Jordan Davis and Hood Shafino, they could go. When they're clicking, they look as good as anybody. And when you beat Purdue twice, you're a really good team. But they've also had some bad games, like getting blown out by Iowa by almost 30 at Indiana. Mike Woodson, good coach. We know what he's done in the NBA. So they scare me a little bit. But Houston, it really just depends on how Marcus Sasser's groin is. Yeah. Because that team that we saw against Memphis – they could lose in the second round. Yeah, that's a different group. You're absolutely right. Uh, yeah, interesting that Big Ten flavor in the Midwest region where Iowa, uh, Iowa, Penn State, and Indiana, all in that same region. Don't sleep on Iowa, man. Yeah. They got the twin brother, Murray, over there. He could hoop. His twin that got Big Ten player of the year last year was a first-round pick for the Sacramento Kings, and it seems like the other Murray that's currently on Iowa, he's starting to find that rhythm where now NBA scouts are like, oh, okay, twin brother's nice too. So Mm -hmm. they got a main guy also for the Hawkeyes. So one of the things that's happened during my lifetime, certainly, and and in your lifetime as a basketball fan, Tuesday, they say every year you need to pick a 12 over a 5. It's gotten that regular. Like we have – there's a, every once in a while you'll have a year where all four will hit, all four fives will hit. So of the twelve fives, though, that would be Drake over Miami, VCU over St. Mary's, Oral Roberts over Duke, or Charleston over San Diego State. Do you have a feel for which twelve you will pick? I would say VCU over St. Mary's. Okay. Yeah, I think St. Mary's. VCU is really athletic. They kind of got guys that Shark of Smart had when he was at VCU. And we know St. Mary's, they're a good team. They've beaten Gonzaga this year. They were tied um, in that conference with Gonzaga for first place. But, man, it just seems like the athleticism that VCU puts to the table, their net rankings 53, but you look at somebody like St. Mary's, they've had one of the toughest schedules in the nation, even though they play in that weak-ass conference over there. The uh, WCC? Yeah, the WCC. Yeah. Same with Gonzaga, right? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're like 12th in Schriffen's schedule, so they've been battle-tested. It's just, you've got to pick one, and that seems yeah. like the best one, in my opinion. If I weren't to pick that one, I would go... Uh, with the, where was it? Drake Miami? Drake Miami, yes. Drake the Midwest. Miami. Yeah, because be- remember we talked to Coach last week who we're going to have on tomorrow, uh-huh. and he said Drake was that sleeper team 
That's that true. Can make a run. That'd be his twelve over five. I'm yeah. sure. So we'll ask him tomorrow how he still feels about Drake now with this Miami matchup. Miami, they got some guys that, that Kansas State transfer. And then Wong, he was really good this season, and they went pretty far last year. But that Miami team last year is better than this current team. So let's go up one seed number here. What about thirteen seeds? Any thoughts for the people on thirteen seeds? Is there a reason to pick one? Yeah, yeah, there's always a reason to pick one. Uh, the Iona-UConn, that's my main one. Okay. And for what I just told y'all earlier today, having a coach on that coaching staff or Coach Patino that was in UConn and knows those players, that's an advantage. And UConn, they've been playing well as of late, but I saw somebody on the Specs text line say they're a fraud. I don't I want to take it that far, but if I had to pick a 413, that's the one I would uh that's the one I would pick. The other one that I'm looking at too, Tennessee, Louisiana. I was just about to ask. No Zakai Ziegler. Like, come on. He's the heart and soul of that team. They still got some guys, Santiago Vescovi, and they got Jordan James, the lefty, and they got a couple of bigs, but Man, Zakai Ziegler, just his intensity, his ball handling, his defense. Even though he's five foot something, he's one of the best defenders in the nation. We saw what he did against Tyrese Hunter when the Horns went up to Knoxville. So, yeah, I, I could see Louisiana getting them for sure. You may not have seen it because you were doing our selection show uh, here in the studio, but Seth Davis picked that at the selection show. As soon as it got made, he called Louisiana winning that game. Yeah, without Ziggler, Tennessee without Ziggler, he you know like the Louisiana team and the big guy that they have. He said uh, he picked that pretty quick. That would be a thirteen over a four. The others, Furman playing Virginia, would be a thirteen over a four. We've seen Virginia go out really, really early. Obviously, yeah. they're the only one ever to lose to a sixteen. Uh, and then you got Indiana taking on Kent State. Virginia to me is always a team if you're looking for a weird upset to pick because they can always play so ugly. At any given moment. They've always played at a slow pace for Tony Bennett's squad. The way Bennett wants to play it. Like, I guarantee in every dream he ever has of basketball, nobody scores 60. Every dream he has. What's crazy? They all in 58-56, I bet. I think they were ranked as high as two at one point this year. Yeah? Oh, yeah. But, like, Creighton was also top ten, too. So you can say that about a lot of these teams. Arkansas, they were top 10 at one point. A lot of these teams didn't have the type of year that national media thought they were going to have due to injuries and et cetera. But now it's March. It's about getting hot quick, and every matchup's different. All right, before we hit the break, uh, another quick tip. Any, any other quick tip you got for the people right now? We're talking about some high seeds, any team you like, anything you've, uh, you've dug up. When you're picking your champion, always look for teams that are in the top 30 in offense and defense efficiency. There's eight teams that are, or that are, I mean, Kansas, which we know the injury problems they have, UCLA, who also has injury problems themselves with Clark and that Achilles injury, Creighton, Alabama, Houston, Purdue, UConn. And Texas, baby. Oh, yes, sir. There it is. There yes, it is. sir. So one of those eight teams have a really, really good chance. I'm not saying that one of the eight will win it, but 
those types of teams that are good on the offensive end and defensive end, according to Ken Palm, offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency, top 30, you always like those teams to hoist up the natty. So the eight I just mentioned, I'm just going to give it to you once. You're going to have to go back and listen to the, the uh, podcast. You know, like, yeah, yeah, you like that? Yeah. I like that. They're going to give it to you once. Uh-huh. Maybe tomorrow, depending uh-huh. on how I'm feeling, if I'm feeling generous for you folks. Yeah, that's what we'll do tomorrow. You can give those eight again, and I'll give the quick eight that I mentioned last week from the weird little computation that was done before the conference tournaments were finished where they said there are eight teams and they've gotten it right seven years in a row. That's crazy. That one of their eight teams ends up winning it all uh, and we'll see there. Because I think, yeah, we're on a run right now. I think it's either top 30 or top 35 in offensive and defensive efficiency. We're on a run of 20, 25 years, something like that, where the champ is in both categories every year. Yeah. Their top, yeah, that top 30, I think you're right, top 30 in offensive and defensive efficiency wins the title last 20, 25 years in a row. As a Texas fan, that makes me so happy. That's big, yeah. Three of those teams in that eight is dealing with injury issues. Houston, Marcus Mm -hmm. Sasser, UCLA, Clark, and then Kansas with Kevin McCuller. They're all question marks. Like winning six games, winning six tough games where everybody's fighting for their lives. It makes those other five teams, you like that. You like that. Even Creighton. Good stuff. Bracket tips from Zay throughout the show today. Also up next, we'll get you a little Flex 30 segment. More accolades for local stars. Uh, Plus, we'll tell you where you can hear a couple of our conversations about the best basketball players in the area. A lot going on on this Tuesday. Happy Pie Day if you are a nerd. Happy Some Other Day if you follow holidays that fall a month after a certain red and pink holiday. You know what I'm talking about. This is the horn. Chad and Zay. Pretty good attempt right there. It's a good attempt to throw a pop song around that voice. I think that's still her, though. Aretha Franklin? That's right. Yeah. Oh, somebody else, too. Yeah, who's this? Oh, that's uh, George Michael. There we go. Yeah. What's the song called? I Knew You Were Waiting. Oh, yeah. Knew you were Oh, yeah. Dude, you want to talk about some demands in studio. What did these two need? I mean, think about it. Those two walking in, that must have been something. Big power voices, though. That's good stuff. I can see this video now. Yeah, good stuff. And this jam. That was George in his prime, too, man. That's George in his 80s prime. That's Aretha Franklin still putting out hits in the 80s. Good for them. Uh, Aretha Franklin and George Michael. 
uh, with a, a great track there. Vixen and Crystal Waters have also been a part of the show today. Thanks to Zay for all the great music. We will take a break from the music, uh, the album swap conversation um, for maybe a couple weeks as the tournament rolls on. We're going to get Brandon Lang on Thursday at 2 in that slot where we've normally been talking about the album swap, but the tournament game is going to be going on Thursday, so we don't want to be distracting from that. Uh, but you know we're always thinking music around here as well. We hope you are doing well on a Tuesday. We hope some of Zay's bracket tips are helping you out today, trying to figure out which 12 over a 5 you like. Do you like a 13 over a 4? And how far do you have Texas going? One of our texters says, I have Alabama versus Marquette and Texas versus Gonzaga. Horns play Bama in the championship, and the Horns win it all, baby. That's what I'm talking about. That's on the Specs text line, 337-3776. Yo, Gonzaga at three? I feel like Mark Few likes that a little bit. Gets to gets to hide a little? Yeah, because usually they're a one seed, they're a two seed because they're in the whack-ass WCC, and they just mm-hmm. run through that and win 30-something games and maybe lose two, and those two come before conference play starts to like a Kansas or a Duke. But the fact that they tied with St. Mary's, St. Mary's is good in that conference, and they've had a good year just people aren't picking them like they have in the past when they had, you know, Jalen Suggs and Drew Timmy, that team that went yeah. and played Baylor and lost in the Natty. And they still have Timmy. They still got him. Right, still got him, yeah. He's ninth, ninth year at Gonzaga. Oh, man, him and Brock Cunningham. They really, <laughs> they're really using these years, man. 28-5, and five, I think, is uh, the record I'm seeing here for, uh, for Gonzaga. Pretty impressive there as a three seed. And they're going Denver- and then Vegas if they get out. So That's nice. Their That's fans, nice from the home. Their fans can reach them in those, uh, in those two spots. More bracket talk coming up right now. Let's get you a little bit of a Flex 30 segment. We'll talk some high school stuff. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. All right, no uh, Wednesday night flex show this week because of Texas baseball, but uh, a couple weeks ago, Alex Green, the talented wide receiver from Hutto, was on with the guys, and you can go to Flex ATX right now. I'm looking at the Twitter account, at FLXATX, on all your social media. Alex uh, posted a race, a track and field race. Looks like the 100 meters, and it says, separate from the pack. And at the beginning of that race, Zay, you can't really tell who Alex Green is, but by the end of it, you know exactly who he is. Because he ends up burning everybody. Man. Yeah, you showed me that video earlier. He has some serious blazers. That was good stuff. Uh, so congrats to him on that. And you can go check that out. Uh, Flex ATX. We got local soccer teams giving you their schedules and, and updates. We got people posting videos of weightlifting and all kinds of cool stuff. Also, congrats to Marcus Boswell, the star out of Lake Travis. One of the guys we'll be talking about in the 2024 class. He won the linebacker MVP at the Under Armour Next Football Camp. So congrats to Marcus Boswell. And the picture that Flex retweeted is pretty imposing. <laughs> he's impressive. Yeah, yoked up. That dude is ready to go. I also love that he's still listed on Twitter as a uh, foot two, 200-pound running back slash linebacker. Yeah, he ain't no 200. 
That's all that picture. Like, ain't no 200. Whatever you need. Running back, linebacker. And, uh, yeah, I think you're right on that, too. Also, congrats. That ain't baby fat, either. No, That's no, no. muscle. That dude is uh, in serious, serious shape. Also, uh, congrats to the talented Westlake offensive lineman, uh, Tyler Knapp. Tyler has been invited to the ESPN Under Armour Camp Series in Houston coming up later this month. And I noticed one of the people he tagged in this tweet, Zay, is Tom Luganbill. So, He's name dropping. That's fantastic. Name dropping some ESPN folk. Uh, that is very cool to see. And also, in terms of a shout out, uh, this is a name I had not committed to memory yet, but a lot of people know that Jamal Fenner moves on to UT to help out with a lot of the high school stuff. So, Joe Rawls is the new coach at uh, LBJ. And he tweeted out something in the last day about stats from last season. 5A teams that allowed the fewest amount of points per game in 2022. LBJ was fifth in the state in that category. Yeah. Giving up 11.3 per game. And if you remember that schedule of theirs, man, it, it, it enabled them to get a whole lot of blowout victories. But there was a lot of, there was a lot of goose eggs on the other side, too. So uh, he's got big shoes to fill in a lot of ways. Best of luck to Coach Rawls doing that. Uh, obviously with Cedric Alexander, the talented running back leaving, Jamal Fenner moving on, and uh, now Joe Rawls steps in at LBJ. Yeah, that defense was really good, led by McCutcheon. And, yeah, Coach Rawls, he has some big-time shoes to fill. LBJ has become a power in football, especially in this area, going to Jerry World a couple of years ago, Cedric Alexander breaking the records that he has. So when you schedule LBJ, opposing teams are going to say, oh, this is one of the top teams in the state. Mm-hmm. And Coach Ross, I'm sure he's going to do a good job there. You know, uh, yeah, definitely going to do a good job. And, you know, for Coach Fenner, you haven't really heard much at Texas, but you know he's doing a good job there. I'm interested in to hear more when we talk to some of our guys tomorrow, like a Justin Wells and a Chip Brown, maybe what Jamal Fenner, what his mm-hmm. impact has been thus far. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, check out FLXATX on all your social media. Um, we do the Flex segment every day at 1.30. And since we were just talking LBJ, maybe we should transition to OBJ at some point during this show. Zay, I got a weird it is a weird story that's developing, but you talk about a couple of big brand names and blue bloods fighting over a name everybody knows. Odell Beckham Jr.'s name has been out there in the last few days, and it's been out there on a couple fronts. One, the Cowboys. Would the Cowboys possibly be interested in OBJ's services to help their receiving room? But then today a story is getting out that one of the things Aaron Rodgers has told the Jets is that he wants OBJ to be a target. So you've got legendary quarterback on one side leaving a blue blood, going to maybe going to the Jets, and then you've got a blue blood franchise in the Cowboys that may or may not be interested, and they're not always great at getting the free agent. Uh, so OBJ, from what I was reading earlier, may still want, like, serious serious receiver money the question is does somebody want to pay him what serious money like 20 a year oh no <laughs> like that kind oh, of serious. no odell i absolutely not you're talking about a guy that's now 30 years old a guy that's had multiple acl injuries and we didn't see him all of last year now for health benefits that's good for him He was able to heal his body and get right, and I've seen drills of Odell Beckham. He does look good. 20 mil good? Hell no. Right. Hell to the no. If you're Jerry Jones, 
pass on that. Like, I'm 20 mil, you tripping. And if you're the Jets, you probably need to pass. Yeah, Jets, that's way too much, too. Like, if that's the case, Aaron Rodgers, how about the money you getting? You give that to Odell (laughs) Beckham. Right. Bruh. Keep an eye on that story. Yeah, with uh, how expensive these penthouses are in Manhattan Mm -hmm. and the taxes that you got in New York, too. Shoot. We can't be throwing that money around to you, Odell, which we can't rely on you. We don't know what Odell Beckham you're going to get. We know he's been good. He's had a solid career. He was really good for the Rams in that championship game, but he got hurt in that Super Bowl game. He did. Yep. You know, and I, Odell Beckham, we just talked about Michael Irvin and his off-the-field stuff and how his reputation might be the reason why he's dealing with this now. I think Odell Beckham has done a uh, really good job of building his reputation back up, especially with the Rams and how good he was with McVay. All McVay has nothing but good things to say about him. So does Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about that Odell Beckham Jr. that was on the boat with the New York Giants during the NFL season or Odell Beckham Jr. kicking the you know, what the little net that the kickers I was gonna say proposing kicking, to yeah, the proposing net, the and, net yeah. like all the antics and stuff. You ain't gotta worry about that Odell Beckham anymore. So that's good, but twenty million? Nah, move around on that, Odell. Yeah, we'll see if he's able to maybe come down on that price a little bit, especially if he finds out that like I don't know what the interest is from the Cowboys, but if it's legit that Aaron Rodgers wants to play with him, that's something maybe he's going to be uh, would be a little bit flexible on. Um, we'll see how that story plays out. Biggest story in the NFL is still going to be this Aaron Rodgers thing and what happens there. But the uh, official league season begins tomorrow, and there's just so many different stories out there of different agreements that have already been made. Big time um, offensive linemen have been on the move this week. We talked about a little bit of that. Uh, we got backup quarterbacks kind of moving around and and jockeying for position. Just saw a story that Mike. Michael Thomas is going to sign a one-year deal and stay in New Orleans, it looks like. So maybe Derek Carr was able to talk him off the market, if you will, because there was a thought that there's no way they could keep him for just a one-year deal. He wanted something long-term, but maybe the Carr signing changed it a little bit. I mean, what do you want from Michael Thomas at this point? From the ankle injuries to this past season with the toe, like you can't rely on him either. It's been a long time since he's played even seven games in a season. This is three straight years of him not playing football. And I know what he did prior to that with Drew Brees were some big-time wide receiver one numbers, like Mm -hmm. all-pro type numbers, breaking records and stuff. But now, when I don't even think he's 30 yet, and he's had all these injuries. Like, yeah, he better be happy with this one year. Now, let me ask you this, Chad, being a Cowboys fan. Uh-huh. Darren Waller to the Giants just happened. Oh. <laughs> that, that, that stings. I don't like that. That's a good move, you, New York. You know. G-Men, that's a good move. You know my feelings about the tight end position. I love a good, freaky NFL tight end, and uh, there's a lot of them out there. And, yeah, would have liked to have had a name like that in Dallas. That's a that's a good pickup for Daniel Jones and those guys. I agree. Lo- I love Waller. I didn't realize Waller was on the move. That's, uh, that is crazy. Yeah, he just got married to Kelsey Plum. Did the, he really? Yeah, so now they can't – that Vegas house – they're probably going to sell that because she only there for the summer playing with the Vegas WNBA team. 
Hmm. They only got like 20 games. They ain't no point. So, yeah. She can move to New York. She high. That's a hell of an athletic couple right there. Oh, it's dumb kids. <laughs> oh, my God. They ever decide to have them, yo, talk about expectations and pressure. Yeah, exactly. You may want to, uh, kids may want to stay away from football and basketball. Yeah. Maybe just try something Mom, else. Dad, I want to be a musician. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I want to huh? be anything <laughs> else right now. Uh, that is 30 years old for Michael Thomas. Okay. He's right there. Dead on third. In fact, he just turned 30 on March 3rd. Yep. Even more so to not bank on him. Yeah, uh, and also in this story I just saw, this is from Derek Carr, I believe. Quote, I told my wife when I got off the phone, she was like, why are you smiling? And I was like, I love this guy. He's so competitive, the energy he brings. It would be very exciting to throw him the football. So I guess they had a good conversation, and he's going to be in New Orleans. So keep your eye on that one. A lot of NFL stories will be hitting this week. We'll try to hit as many as we can. Coming up at 2 o'clock, more bracket tips from Zay. He's already let you know about some 12 and 13 seeds that he likes. Let you know how far he thinks Kansas is going, at least for now. He's going to reserve the judgment based on Bill Self and the injury situation on that team as well. A lot of stuff to consider for your brackets. We'll get back into that at 2. Up next, where are we at in society? Zay will let us know. Don't move. It's the horn. For a gentleman's club in Texas, Palazzo on Ben White Boulevard. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Chad and Zay. Rolling through a Tuesday, this would be a good example of you may not think you know a song by an artist, but you know this one, and it just happens to be that guy. It's Alice Cooper with Poison, and there's a couple others you could put in the category, but this is one of his big hits, huge kind of crossover. You hear this song played a lot, so even if you didn't know it was Alice Cooper, it's Alice Cooper. Yeah. Love me some Alice. He's out there with, uh, I think he's going to open some shows for Def Leppard and Motley Crue later this year if you want to check him out. So Alice Cooper, Aretha Franklin and George Michael, Vixen and Crystal Waters have all been on the show today. An interesting set of music as always. Uh, Thanks to Zay for that. Thanks to Zay for some of his bracket tips. Hopefully he's helping you out figuring out the bracket stuff. We'll get back into that. In the 2 o'clock hour, we want to remind you, Texas baseball tonight against North Dakota State. You know those guys are happy to be in Austin. Uh, I'm sure the weather in North Dakota is not exactly baseball friendly right now. Uh, it yeah, is it's good. cold down here. Yeah, right, and it's a little chilly here today. It's going to be LeBaron Johnson again for Texas. Now tomorrow, the two same two teams will play, and it's TBA on the mound for Texas. So we'll see how LeBaron looks tonight. Last week wasn't as good from the pitching perspective, but he did get the win. Longhorns 5-0 and on the homestand, and now got themselves back up over 500 at 9 
9-7. and 6.30 start tonight, 6.15 pregame here on The Horn. All right, Zay, let's get a little where we at in society, see where you're going today. Where are we at in society today? All right, I have seen things coming in on Twitter, so I got I got my Twitter open. What are we talking about? All right, Shad. Well, pictures came out because there's a new biopic coming to TV. We know I like a good biopic. Yeah. Um, some of my favorite, the OJ one. FX did that one. FX also did one on Versace. Um, you know, Notorious, Biggie Smalls, that's all right. The Tupac one wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Easy E and WA, that was good. But FX is doing one on Donald Sterling and the Clippers. Wow. Okay. And I sent you photos. Yes, you of did. Characters that there are gonna or that we're gonna see hmm. on the biopic and who's gonna be playing them. Okay. Now the stars. Not many stars, but there's a couple, and you need stars for the main guys, which is Doc Rivers and Donald Sterling. You've got Ed O'Neill. That's his name? Ed O'Neill. Ed yeah, O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah Modern uh-huh. Family, Mar- uh, Married yep. with Children. Mm-hmm. Yep. Al- He's playing Donald Sterling. Al Bundy himself. Al Bundy, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And then you got Lawrence Fishburne playing oh. Doc Rivers. And he has the Doc Rivers edge up. Like we're putting out photos yeah. on on the horn of what we, <laughs> and he has the Doc Ridge, Doc Rivers edge up, which is too tight, and it looks fake as hell. Lawrence ain't no Doc. Like if I'm Doc Rivers, I'm heated. Yeah, it's just not quite. It's just like the the Lawrence. We we all just kind of know Lawrence Fishburne is a much bigger frame than that. Yeah. He's just a bigger frame dude. You're than, Morpheus. Than Doc Rivers? Like, if Lawrence Fishburne was a basketball player, he wouldn't be Doc Rivers at all. At all. He wouldn't be a guard, by the way, to me. He's at least a forward, isn't he? Yeah. Fishburne's a big dude. Yeah, I don't I don't love that. I don't love that casting, and I don't know if I'm gonna be able to buy Ed O'Neill as Donald Sterling. That's gonna be tough. Boy, that's gonna be difficult yeah i can't recognize a lot of these other actors i see somebody playing blake griffin looks no nothing like blake griffin the guy that looked chris paul he's just black so they said whatever we'll roll with it uh (laughs) deandre jordan same just a black dude with braids matt barnes just a light-skinned dude and jj reddick just some random white dude they're all actors like can these guys even hoop just some random you gotta be able to hoop so i had fun and oh wait, is that you that did that? Made a version of you and I, Chad, of who we would play on the FX biopic. I'm ready. I'm ready. And you will be playing, obviously, Rick Carlisle. Yes, I'm ready to go. And ready. I'll be playing Draymond Green. <laughs> I am ready to go. Which we look more like those guys <laughs> than oh boy, looks like Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. Ah, uh, that is fantastic. Yeah, that is a uh, that's some tough casting. The guy, the JJ Reddit guy, is nowhere close. Barnes, eh, eh, kind of, I guess. That's a really tough casting on uh, Blake Griffin. That's a tough cast. That's horrible. That is a tough casting. And by the way, if I was Donald Sterling's girlfriend, I'd be thrilled they picked that actress to play me. She's way better looking than the real woman. Way better. You looking. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I think they overshot on that one a little bit. Uh, that is an interesting casting, and I don't know. Yeah, I will say that whoever that third woman is supposed to be, who is that, like Sterling's wife? Who is that? 
Uh, yeah, I want to say that's the. I don't know. That maybe I don't know who that is. That might be the most dead on they figured out. That's true. That actress is going to pull that and off. I, and I just recognize fine. her too, the actress. Yeah. I've seen her in things. She'll be fine there. So we'll get those retweeted. Zay is at ain't that underscore Zay. I just retweeted it at C Hastings 1049. The station is at the horn ATX. So do we have a release date for this biopic right now? Uh, we don't. Okay. Still in the making. Oh, yeah, that's going to be rough. That now, is going to be rough. Now, you think Lawrence Fishburne could do the Doc Rivers voice? The voice, I mean? Hey! You know, let's go, fellas. Let's go. Chris, let's get it. I trust him to pull the voice off. You think he got it? I trust him to pull that part off. It's his. Joel, what what are we doing, Joel? Get on the block. It's his body he can't change. (laughs) That's the problem. That's going to be the big problem. Because Doc Rivers is just, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't know if iconic's not the right word, but when you cast these type of movies and and you get into famous athletes and and people that you know so well i mean doc rivers has a very that signature kind of face and his smile and you're right the delivery and just the way he is somebody trying to be doc rivers i've never even thought of that as a possibility yo even though i like the oj biopic cuba gooden junior he was the worst actor on the show playing oj yeah, like, it's, it's the same thing of what you're getting to on yep. Doc and Lawrence Fisher. Like, Cuba Gooding doesn't look like the Jews, yeah. nor does he have that football physique. Like, maybe in college he would have won the Heisman. Right. And it's Cuba Gooding. And say what you will about O.J. Simpson, and it's all warranted. O.J.'s an iconic type of guy. Yeah. He's, and he'd been on your TV so long, and he'd been in, you know what he looks like and sounds like and everything. Yeah, he was not the best part of that show at all. I dug... What's her name is Marsha Clark. I thought was great. She did good. And then Johnny, the guy that played Johnny Cochran. What's that guy's name? Uh, I always forget his name. He's got a he's got an initial in the middle of his name, I think. But uh, he was great. He made me believe. Those two made me believe. Everyone else in that show, eh. Schwimmer was okay as Kardashian. Did an okay. Yeah, that job. was uh, did all right. That was janky. But those two lawyers, I thought were good. Yeah. They, they made me believe. Sarah Paulson is the one that played. Marsha That's right. She's awesome. I love her. And then, what's his name? Is it Sterling? Okay, Sterling K. Brown is... My man from This Is Us. That's This Is Us. Yeah. Was he Johnny Cochran, or is it... No, there's somebody somebody else. It's like a... Uh, but it's some it's somebody else that's got a mid- initial, I think. There's Sterling K. There's a, there's a Sterling K or a Sterling P. I'm, and I'm, I mix the two actors up all the time. Th- those are the two guys I mix yeah. up. Yeah, the winning time, Lakers, that was good. John C. Riley, Jerry Buss. Yeah, I bought that, buddy. I bought that. I did. You're right. Sterling K. Brown is, yeah, he is This Is Us, and I don't think he, he's not the guy that was, no, no, no. no, But what winning time has going for him, Chad, they have somebody that we've never seen before play Magic. So you could buy that a lot easier than somebody like Cuba Gooding playing OJ and... Lawrence Fishburne playing Doc. Real quick, I was right about the initial. Courtney B. Vance. Okay. I always mix those two guys up because of the initial in the middle of their name. I always screw that part up. Courtney B. Vance as Johnny Cochran was awesome. And Sterling K. Brown is fantastic in whatever he does as well. Yeah. Both initials I really enjoy. But you're right. Um, by the end of that show, I actually yeah, I bought that dude as magic. I didn't think I would. Like Kareem, that seemed right. Yeah, that worked. They 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 hit a couple of those guys pretty well, and I give John C. Riley credit. By the end of it, I kind of bought him. I sort of bought him as Jerry Buss. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now I'm watching the Wu Tang biopic. Yeah. They have Busta Rhymes in there. It might be one of the worst <laughs> impressions of Busta Rhymes I've ever seen in my life. Oh, uh, it's like so Rizzo, tough. you should be ashamed of yourself for disrespecting Busta like that. And that's who a- you just got off the road with. But think that's another guy. You just that's an, for whatever you think or don't think of Busta Rhymes, kind of a unique human being. Yeah. Kind of a unique looking human being, sounding human being, the way he carries himself. It's just like if somebody says, "Well, we just all we have to do now is cast Snoop Dogg." Really? That's all you have to do? Uh, yo. That's hard to do. Snoop Dogg in NWA, the movie horrible. That was a bad Snoop. Wait, I've seen that movie. I can't remember. It was it was It was when uh he's like, not even memorable to me. Yeah, now. he comes in the uh, studio and Dre's in there, and this oh. is when Dre went death row. Okay, and Snoop's wearing all his blue and Shugs being the blood that he is. Everybody was like, "What the hell, oh, Dre doing okay. bringing Crips up in here?" And yeah, it was, it was a good moment, but he ain't look like Snoop no, at tough. all. That's tough to pull off. All right, look for the uh, the biopic on the Donald Sterling situation, if you will. That one's going to be tough. Ed O'Neill trying to pull off Donald Sterling. That's going to be like the Al Pacino as Joe Paterno thing that's kind of what that's going to be like right it's a guy that you may may or may not think of as having monstrous qualities that's trying to make me believe he's a monster that's tough and in this case there's a different maybe layer to the monster you're gonna have to make me believe that yeah you're right Al Pacino it just made me feel like Joe Paterno was gonna whack his quarterback if he made a bad pass yeah, it, just, <laughs> it was yeah. you know I get what they were trying to do but not Al. Yeah, he was too. Yeah, that's that's where the actor's too iconic. Sometimes yeah. the actor's so i. That's what I worry about with this Air movie. My wife wants to go see the Air movie about Jordan and the Nikes. All I'm going to think of is, hey, look, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are trying to make me believe they're these two people, and I don't think I'm going to buy it. No, for one second, like well, Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck, Phil Knight, hell no. Ben Affleck kind of, sort of, in a way, looks like Phil Knight. A little bit to me, but Matt Damon looks nothing like Vaccaro. Yo, no, not at all. Everybody know what Sonny Vaccaro looks like? That's an ugly son of a bee. Yeah. I've never actually seen him in person, but I bet if I did, oh. first thing in my mind would be, boy, does that dude not look like Matt Damon. <laughs> That's, yo, he ain't a pretty dude. He no. ain't a pretty dude. He's not. And you know what? This is probably the first, real, real quick, back to this uh, Clippers movie. This is probably the first time Ed O'Neill would have played someone that he's more handsome than. Because Don Sterling, Donald Sterling's an ugly, ugly dude. Ed O'Neill's better looking than he is. What you mean? Ed O'Neill pulled Sofia Vergara, Modern Family. They cast, you got something? They casted it that way. What you mean? They casted it that way. She agreed. That's true. Now, I love Ed O'Neill. He's great. That's a great show, That's by the a, way. one of the greatest <laughs> shows ever invented. Such a good show. Modern Family is beastly good. All right. Uh, coming up, your 2 o'clock hours. Zay's got more bracket tips for you. We'll go back over some of his 12 seed and 13 seed thoughts, his thoughts on Kansas. How far does he have Texas going right now? We'll ask about that, too. A lot of injuries to consider, too, around the bracket. We will hit all that coming up. Remember, go to hornfm.com if you want to enter our bracket contest. we got other things for you to win. Stay tuned. We'll tell you all about it on the Horn.